0: Welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So I'm glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. And it does do that, doesn't it? And I hope this series that we've been discussing on anger has been transformative to you. I know in my small group last night, people were talking about things we've been learning from it and applying, and I hope it's been good for you as well. I want, do want to talk, though, When we talk about anger, I want to remind us of a prayer that I've tried to stress on here over the last couple of years, and that's called the serenity prayer. Let's review it. It goes like this. God, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. This is indeed really important in life isn't it because sometimes we get so angry about things we cannot change. If you're angry about the economy, there's not much you can do about it. You can respond to it, you can react to it, you can you can act in light of events that are bigger than you. If you're upset about politics or what's going on in, you know, the nation or the world, there's only so much you can do. Now, you can pray about it. You can give it to God, and that's how we have that serenity. We we hand it over to God. We ask, God, you take care of it. I put it in your hands. I pray to you about it. But there's some things we get worked up over that, in all honesty, we can't do much about. And the problem is sometimes there's things right under our nose that we can do something about. And that's that second part of this prayer. Give me First, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. There are some things in this world you're not going to be able to change, but there is a lot of things you can make where you can make a difference. There's a lot more than we realize. There's a lot of people, there are a lot of circumstances all around us. And so second part, give me the courage to change the things I can. And then and then finally and give me the wisdom to know the difference. And so as we've been talking about this, uh the courage to change the things I can, the anger that we might have towards people in our own family, in our own workplace, in our school, in our neighborhood. And and here's some of the things that we've discussed on how to overcome them. And if you just tuning in today for the first time, we've covered all this over the last four days. Go to the page or the uh, the homepage here for tomthepreacher.com on on um, on the youtube site here and you can find over the last 4 days we've covered these things one yield your rights be a servant don't expect everybody to serve you don't expect the world to revolve around you be like jesus he was god if anyone deserved to be served it was him and yet he yielded his rights and came as a servant and, and and saw himself to serve others rather than others to serve him. Put off anger and put on forgiveness. We discussed how anger is almost always we've been hurt and we want to get even. We want to get back at someone. We We want to take some vengeance upon them. We want them to suffer like we have. And no, put off that anger and put on forgiveness. It's not enough just to say, I don't want to be angry. You must put on forgiveness. Fill that... Lord, I don't want to be angry. Now fill that void with something positive, with forgiveness, which we are reminded how to do that through focusing on Jesus Christ and how He forgives us. Then we talked about the importance of giving it to God. Because sometimes, you know, our anger, there's been an injustice done. And we have an innate God-given desire for justice. And sometimes we just need to say, God, I'm going to let you work on me and I'll let you bring that, settle the score, whatever needs to be done, with the other person. Romans chapter 12 tells us, "Vengeance is Never take your own vengeance, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Let God bring about, uh, let God settle the score. Let God figure things out. It might not be as bad as you think it ought to be. Maybe God is a, a slow to anger, merciful God. Maybe the way He'll deal with things is to change your life and change their life as well. And then finally, we talked yesterday about directing our anger at the problem rather than at the person. Instead of disparaging a person, calling them names, hurting them with your words or or your violence or or intimidating them, what we want to do is fix the problem. Use that energy that's coming from your anger. Use that energy towards the problem. Biblically, we'd say Hate the sin, but not the sinner. And here, dealing with anger specifically, solve the problem. Don't don't try and hurt the person. Today, I'd want to talk about one of my absolute, to to, to me, this is one of the hugest things with anger, and this uh, this next principle is one that Roz and I have committed to doing in our marriage. Now, we've not always done it perfectly, that's for sure. And I don't mean to imply that we have, but we've tried hard to do what this next verse says. Here it is. It's our theme verse for the whole week Be angry and yet do not sin. And then I emphasize this next part Do not let the sun go down in your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. Wow, that's pretty heavy to realize that if I let the sun go down in my anger, or in other words, if I let it fester, if I let it stay, if I let it find a place in my heart so that it becomes embedded within me, I'm giving the devil an opportunity. Now, I don't know about you, but like that's the last thing I want to do in my life. I'm I'm engaged in a spiritual battle. I hate the devil. I don't have any mercy towards him. I don't want to let him have any victory whatsoever, certainly not in me, certainly not in my heart. In my mind, in my soul. And this tells me that if I allow anger to become embedded and to fester, I'm giving the devil an opportunity. I'm yielding, it's like I'm yielding some ground. I'm giving him a spot in my life. And when he has that, he's cruel. He's mean. He's a fighter. He doesn't give up ground easily, he doesn't give it back easily. And so what must we do? We must be careful. Don't give him that opportunity in the first place. So when I read this, do not let the sun go down in your anger, that translates to for me into keeping short accounts. Meaning if I've got an issue with somebody, I try and I, I, I want to resolve it quickly If possible, I want to resolve it before I go to bed that night, before the sun goes down on it, literally. Sometimes that's possible, sometimes it's not. But somehow to make it to have a certain urgency to resolve conflicts that I have towards another person or anger that I might have towards another person. Jesus reminds us of this often. He says, if you're, you know, if you're leaving your when you're worshiping, like if you leave your gift at the leave your gift at the altar and go make things right with your brother first, he says in Matthew chapter five, it's important in our lives in our worship, more important than many of us realize. Now, if you have a problem with this, I just want to encourage you. When we got when Ross and I got married, Dennis Clark, our pastor, gave us some advice. We didn't have, in those days, we didn't have these books on premarital counseling and long sessions, you know, week after week like we do nowadays. But I remember Dennis gave us some simple advice. And one of the things he said was, when there's a conflict between you, the competition you ought to have is be the first one to acknowledge your fault. Compete with being the first one to say, I'm sorry. Don't wait for the other person. How often have we done that? We're angry at someone in our family. And we'll we'll we're ready to forgive them or re- we're ready to acknowledge our fault as soon as they acknowledge theirs. We wait for them to take the first step. Well, guess what? They're doing the same thing. And while we're both sitting there stewing at one another, we could if one of us broke the ice, and by the way, in our family, it's usually Roz who does, and if she breaks the ice, then I'm quick to say, I'm sorry, or I forgive you, but who's going to be the first one? Let that be the competition. I'm sorry for what I did. We often tend to think, well, I'm 5% of the problem and you're 95%. I did a little bit, so I'm waiting on you. Well, the other person's thinking the same thing. They're thinking they're only 5% and I'm 95. So if if you're only 5% guilty, angry, or whatever, Go ahead and take care of your five, your your small portion first. Maybe Jesus put it this way, take the log out of your own eye first, okay? And so I want to encourage you, keep short accounts with people that maybe you need to clear things up. Maybe you need to forgive them. Maybe you need to ask their forgiveness. Maybe you need to, uh, whatever you need to do to overcome your anger. Maybe you need to say that when you did this, it was really hard on me. It really hurt me. Uh, I've I've struggled with this. And maybe you need to gently admonish them, reprove them, help them understand that what they did was not right. Whatever be the case, whatever it takes, I want to encourage you, keep short accounts, resolve things quickly. If you don't, you're giving the devil an opportunity. An opportunity to do what? To divide you. He's a divider. You're giving him an opportunity to divide you from someone who's probably important in your life. You're giving him the opportunity to deceive you. He's a deceiver. He'll deceive you. He'll make you think things about that other person that are not true. You're giving the devil an opportunity to deceive you. You're giving the devil an opportunity to to beat you. Folks, don't let the devil beat you. Fight him hard. Give him no foothold whatsoever in your life. Amen. Our Father in heaven, we bless you today, and we thank you for the victories you give us. Thank you for the principles of life, simple principles, that if we follow them, we walk in the blessing and the goodness and the abundance and the joy of the Lord. Father, we come to you for grace and help because we say that even though these principles are simple, they're not easy to apply. It's not easy to say I was wrong. It's not easy to to admonish someone or to confront someone or to reprove someone who's out doing things wrong, it's easier to just blow up at them or clam up at them Lord these are the it's easier to walk in the flesh but that's so hard the way of the sinner it's hard, it's discouraging it robs us of peace, robs us of joy. Oh Lord, I pray today. That we would apply the basic simple principles. I pray for this area of anger, Father. I just come before you today in Jesus' name. And I know so many people, so many families, so many parents, so many children, so many teens have real anger issues. And Father, we're we're an angry nation these days. It's a lot of angry people. I pray that as believers, we would we would walk in the victory of love and patience, and joy, rising above, not being overcome by evil, but overcoming evil with good. These principles we've talked about, these commandments we've talked about, we would be in obedience to them, and it would cause us to shine brightly like a city upon a hill, that our life would be so evident that the joy and the peace, the serenity we have would make a difference. Lord, there's so much to be angry about in our lives. We we we. Do the serenity. Let me pray the serenity prayer. Father, give us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change. Around us in our culture, our culture is changing, our government's changing. So many things, Lord, are bothersome, worrisome, concerning. Give us the serenity to accept what we cannot change, but the courage to change the things we can. Help us to realize that with you we have more influence, more power. Then we realize, I pray we'd know the surpassing greatness of your power towards us. and I pray we'd have the courage to act upon it. Might our homes, our families, be places of peace and joy and not places of anger where people are walking on eggshells or eggs or whatever, Lord. Might our homes be places of rest, comfort? Might our churches be like this? Might our lives exhibit this? we pray. Fill us with the peace of God rather than the wrath and anger that is so common, we pray. We ask all this in Jesus' holy name, and we give you praise. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining with me today. I'm so glad you're here. If you're new, welcome. I hope that you will come with us regularly. We're not once a week, once a month, once a year Christians, or just when I feel like a Christian. If you're serious about your Christian life, you want to be encouraged, strengthened by God's Word every single day. So I hope you'll join us every day. Subscribe, hit the notify button, be part of our community. You can come here live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We're here. Or if you can't make it live, watch the video later in the day. and Or listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. I love you guys. God bless you. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord fill you with grace, strength. Might you know the love of Christ. Might you know the peace of Christ. Might that fill your heart and might God give you grace to walk in his victory every day. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.